0: In Ferrari, uh, a lot of Ferrari, themes go through.
1: Ferrari, 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 Ferrari. Ferrari. <laughs>
0: Sorry, <laughs> a lot of themes run throughout it. Um, one is about infidelity, which they throw at you right away, which I love, and I love how he owns it. So when I was in high school, I had these two friends who were. Like two years older than me, so I'm in eleventh grade. You know, I'm in tenth grade. They're in twelfth or whatever. And they had they were two best friends, Chris and Chris and Kirk. I'll just say their names. Doesn't matter. Never. This will never come back to them. And they both their girlfriends were friends, and then both their side bitches were friends. And these guys cheated all the time. And they always. And I used to look up to them because we used to hoop together and everything. And yeah, and they were older guys and shit. When they're older guys and when you're, you know, you're, you're 15 and they're 17 or 16 they're 18, it's like you're looking yeah. up to them. They were cooler in school and they were – but they were always really awesome to me. And they could buy and cigarettes. Not even – no, not even ask you because literally we're just hooping all the time. We're just yeah, hooping yeah, yeah. and hanging out with chicks. And so they, they were cheating on their girlfriends. But the girls they were cheating on with were two best friends. And one time they go to the – side, we'll call them side chicks. They go to the side chick's house and Chris goes into one room, Kirk goes into the other room and they, they do their hookup thing. And then, then the four of them are in the living room watching a movie, whatever the fuck on VHS. is how long ago it is. And there's a rap at the door, right? And so one of the girls says, Oh, Chris, can you go get that? He's like, okay. And he opens the door and it's their girlfriend's. Oh, no. Oh, and no. the girlfriends had found out about the side chicks and said... And they planned this. This was a planned ambush. Oh, no. And the, yes. And the guys are like, oh, fuck, right? And so, they ha- the girlfriends are furious. The side chicks are furious. Yeah, no shit. These dudes, these dudes are in the middle. And they're like, oh, fuck. And these were... Serial cheater type motherfuckers. Um, They're both Jamaican, both Caribbean guys. Meaning mm-hmm. uh, not from Jamaica originally. Well, actually born in Jamaica now, but like raised in you know stateside. And so the girls are like, "Yep, you're busted, motherfuckers! Like, what do you have to say for yourselves?" Chris and Kirk said, "Oh, man, this is wow. You know what? This, we got a lot to think about." we're sorry oh, fuck. oh can can you just give us a minute we're gonna go to the bedroom and uh we, can we just gather our thoughts girls go okay we better not be too long oh, yeah yeah oh we're God. just we're just gonna we're just gonna go to the bedroom and you jump and out the window they jumped out the window yeah no shit that's what I would do <laughs> well, they, would... they jumped out the window and they just ran away <laughs> good move
1: good and guess move. what happened
0: guess what happened I have no idea. Nothing. 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 Because they were they 17 years They stayed together. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, They, 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 the both, the girlfriends stayed together. Those guys ended up being with those girlfriends long, like, long term after that. I mean, like, years after that. Interesting. And the side chick stayed in the, in the picture for the following, you know, eight months or whatever the time frame is for a high school side chick. But when I think of cheating and and so Ferrari does some wonderful cheating in this. Yes. Yes. And plate spinning. And yes. I love when uh Cruz, I forget what which is she Lena? Lena, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He's talking to Lena and she's like, Well, basically, is this like the others? Or he says, No, I was in love with her. No, I loved her. And them. I am in love with her. <laughs> <laughs> the um oh, I wrote on letterbox, I'll say it here. I'll say it on air. The moral that's my takeaway from this movie the greatest men are cheaters. Dude,
1: having. Well, first, I should say we are. This is a b- 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 bonus episode here on D Cinema, a podcast for fucked up movie lovers, where two degenerates analyze film through the lens of the vices, addictions, and flaws that we share with their dysfunctional characters. And when you get into one of our pods, you get into cast. We are talking about Michael Mann's newest film. Ferrari, Um, which is so Italian. It's hilarious. And my litter box thing was refusing to call your mistress a mistress is the most Italian thing you can possibly do. As someone with a father from Sicily, who we found out had a second family when I was 16, 17 years old. Oh, to, hey, to, to this day family. to this day yeah exactly it wasn't his mistress it's like no that's my other family that's my other kid you know what I mean it is fucking crazy um this is Michael Mann's first movie in eight years and he is Damn. Y- yeah yeah and he is one of our favorite filmmakers here on Gen cinema um maybe the filmmaker that got you and I talking like on the phone more than anyone else. Like we would call each other literally like late, like four or five in the morning. Cause one or the other one was talking. I'm watching
0: this movie and I'm also watching this movie. I won't delve mm -hmm. too much into that movie, but it's Michael Mann's best movie. It's the best movie of the nineties. It's maybe the best movie of modern cinema. Yeah. Post seventies cinema.
1: Mm-hmm. we've done an episode on thief and we will inevitably do an episode on the H word that Brandon and I are dancing around. We're edging about. you. We're just edging
0: yeah. the audience till we get to it. Yeah. The H word is the
1: juice and and we got to save it. Um, But eight years ago in the middle of the winter, I had like a massive blizzard going on, like a massive, massive blizzard, like, four or five feet of snow, like big, big piles of snow. And I know
0: at first that was like a euphemism for the amount of drugs you were doing or
1: getting to that. I'm getting to that. I, I was, uh I was happily married at the time and we had this house on the South shore of Long Island and had a bunch of people over like some board games and everyone took like a good amount of LSD and I took like a copious amount. Of LSD, and um, how many people were we
0: talking? Like five, yeah,
1: like six. Yeah, like five or six. Yeah. You know, and, and this uh, was a
0: okay. We're snowed in. Let's like bunker down and chill you know, let's out.
1: Bunker down, chill out. And I could not chill out because Black Hat had <laughs> opened that day, and it was all I was thinking about that entire day. And I casually walked outside. I don't think I
0: told like, anyone. I love the movie Hackers. I love the movie Miami Vice. What yeah. if they were both the same? What exactly. Intersected?
1: Exactly. I was probably, I was like, you guys don't understand Miami Vice. It wasn't like the TV show. It was what Michael Mann really wanted to do. And it was really, you know, and it uh, was probably like rambling it about digital it.
0: digital and grainy. Yeah, yeah. The
1: digital filmmaking really allowed Michael Mann to like devolve into the world a little bit more. You could, you know, you could see the lights. <laughs> Um, I was I was going off, and I walked outside, got into my pickup truck, somehow drove to the multiplex. Are you feeling
0: high at that point, or were so you high? I was so okay. high. Yeah, I was so high.
1: And um, I go into the movie theater, and it is, like, dead. Like, if I didn't walk in, these people would have probably closed. <laughs>
0: to interrupt, I am somebody who went to the movies on 9-11. <laughs> there you go. And I was like, oh, I people would still be here. I saw, I saw O, oh, which is the retelling of Othello. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. With Julia Stiles.
0: Yeah. With Julia Stiles. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. <laughs> One ticket to collateral damage, please, or whatever was out that weekend. Um. <laughs> well, that's yeah, a little bit
0: late. But yeah, 2001. Shit. I wish I yeah. had it on top of my head.
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, this theater did not look happy to see me. I probably look terrified to see humans and um yeah. I, I basically was like one black hat, please and they're all like no and he one goes, here you go and he places just a hat on top of your head because you're so high you're like yeah. <laughs> what's happening um so i sat i watched black Hat, very confused very confusing first watch didn't really know what was happening in black Hat. you know it took me like Five sober watches to figure out what was happening. In yeah, the movie that
0: took me seven watches to like, <laughs> just kind of <laughs> like. And everybody out there listening, I don't care your level of, f- of film geekiness. Don't commit to multiple watches of a movie you don't like. Just, just, just stop. Unless it's Miami Vice. Dude, it's worth it. It's well, worth it. Miami Vice, Black Hat, and Public Enemies. Those are the <laughs> <Yeah>. only three.
1: <laughs> Those are the only three that kind of get better, um, or at least you'll start defending their flaws.
0: But I remember like, Black if you're, Hat. If you're calling, if you're letting me know every six months you're watching Lucky Number Eleven again, or that um Aces uh, Smoking Aces, Aces isn't getting better. <laughs> I like, can't mm-hmm. bad news. Smoking Aces doesn't get better.
1: It's not going to get that good. Um, They're about three hundred. Neither does three hundred. Nor does three hundred. I um got out of Black Hat, looked outside the movie theater, and was stuck inside the movie theater after Black Hat <laughs> started. Like it was that much snow. It was like the yeah.
0: Like I was stuck
1: in you know like dawn What's of the dead. Was that
0: Gyllenhaal of uh, Frozen World? Oh, yeah. uh, the, yeah, day yeah. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. the day after tomorrow, whatever. The day after tomorrow, you're even in New York and.
1: Yep. Yep. I was day after tomorrow. And uh I immediately turned around and said, One for black cat, please. And I sat there and I watched Black Cat twice that day. Um <laughs> and I ate movie theater nachos and soda. That was all I ate all day. And came home to a uh a very, very angry wife. Um who Your did not wife, understand. wife, not even girlfriend. <laughs> no, no, I was married. I had to tell her for me the black cat is the juice. We've been
0: we've been waiting, we've been waiting on playing sorry, we have been waiting for yeah six and a half
1: hours yeah. it's been your turn yeah it's been your turn at cards against humanity you had the aids card and no one could pull it um michael Mann's 21st century output has been um divisive right like i think it <laughs> yeah. started out really strong like i i love collateral i think you like collateral right like that's a strong like yeah okay that's the kind of movie that makes me like stand up in my fucking seat and applaud after i finish it like it's
0: i just wish they didn't make fox's character so i wish they would have given him a little more likability and skills they laid such it on a sick of like yeah of how of how dopey is yeah tom cruise but, um... is tom cruise
1: Tom Cruise is a different kind of Tom Cruise. That's yo, homie. That's my briefcase. (laughs) Like, that's a different kind of Tom Cruise. You know what I mean? He's never done that. Like, that heel turn, you know?
0: Oh, I just mean it's Tom Cruise. So it was a great performance. That's what Mm -hmm. I meant. Uh,
1: Miami Vice, when that came out, that was
0: very mixed. I I couldn't have hated the movie more when I first saw the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. I now find it a soothing watch if I'm in a right mood and I enjoy it on a certain level. I We're, we're dancing around it here. For you and I, it runs like that 80s run to the not Well, we're like Thief, Manhunter, Heat. Mm-hmm. You give me those movies, I'm just like, okay, you need it. Pass forever, just like Coppola. I mean, you give me, you give me yeah. fucking two Godfathers and Apocalypse Now. I'm like, okay, like sure, whatever yeah. you have to say for the rest of the eternity, mm-hmm. I'm listening.
1: Yeah, even I, I love Insider and Collateral too. Like those are two movies that yeah, Insider isn't my type of movie,
0: but it's a wonderful flick, wonderful, Great. wonderful film.
1: Well, one of the things that kind of like, and this people. is the
0: closest to in, this is very more Insider. Mm-hmm. This is Insider meets. Uh public enemies.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is man in full story mode, which um last time he really did that was Insider, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But um it's also Michael Mann doing what he does best. And at the end of the day, like, yes, we like Heat because it's a fucking cool crime movie and the set pieces are amazing. Yes, we like Thief because it's a cool crime movie and the set pieces are amazing. Same with Manhunter, but I think the real juice with Michael Mann movies for you and I are how at the end of the day, like most of these films are about a person who's like so dedicated to what they do and their craft and their trade and their skill Um, and that devotion yeah, consumed. Yeah. It's a way of like distracting themselves from like their own personal failures kind of, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, Hannah, Neil Macaulay, and he literally, like, everyone in fucking Manhunter, you know what I mean? Uh, Khan. But what I love about
0: those movies is he doesn't spell it out. In this, he spells it out a bit, although I find it to funny effect. Like, the whole mother thing is... Oh, my God. She's like... Uh, are you saying that if the mother is involved, he's not a good man. <laughs> like she, yeah. He's like, yeah. When the mother interferes too much, it ruins with greatness. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the mother who is a goblin woman in this movie. I don't know. Oh who my gosh. She's the only unattractive person in the movie.
0: Like she, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They make her disgusting. But this
1: movie is fucking <sighs> filled. It is filled with
0: diner scenes from Heath. And Penelope Cruz is 50 years old in real life. They try to make her look 55, 60, and she still looks 35 gorgeous. It's it's tough when they're putting bags under
1: Penelope Cruz's eyes trying to make her look schlebby or tired. Yeah, I'm like,
0: I'm not I'm not buying it. And I think I might have mentioned in conversation to you, maybe not on air. There is a Kate Beckinsale movie where they make her, where she's white trash, lives mm. in a trailer park. Mm-hmm. And the movie, I just can't buy into it because no matter how bad you try to make her look with a little bit of makeup and what and bad lighting, it's Kate Beckinsale. Like, yeah. it's a an actual angel. Yeah. Yeah. Kate
1: Beckinsale is maybe the hottest person who's ever lived. It's crazy.
0: Um, Yeah, even though I don't like, I don't think I've ever even jerked off to a Kate Beckinsale thing because I just don't, it's not like, she's not hot to me. She's just so perfect looking.
1: She wore the leather in Underworld. She's got me for life. You know what I'm saying?
0: Anyways, my point is Penelope Cruz (laughs) is in that that realm of she just is, even though I never was on the early stages of Penelope Cruz. Wow, I can't believe I was just like, she's a cutie. I didn't. I didn't really realize that she was actually an all time beautiful human. All time smoke. Oh, you know, like Halle Berry is like undeniably from the beginning. Oh, okay.
1: oh yeah. Oh yeah. I agree. Salma and Hayek. Salma Hayek, um, Cameron Diaz, like in The Mask, like that was like a big. Charlize one. Theron. Charlize Theron yeah yeah
0: 100%. yeah oh dude Charlize Theron two days in the valley holy shit I remember seeing that movie I didn't know who the fuck she was and just being like what is that
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, a thousand yeah Cam-
0: Cameron Diaz in which I don't love her but her in the mask was like wow this person's so hot they just need to be famous
1: yeah her and Margot Robbie and Wolf of Wall Street were like yes two yeah. times where you're like Oh, this person's a movie star, right? I just don't know her name. Like, and you're yeah. like, oh, it's their first movie? Like, what? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, how is this person not everywhere? I saw
0: the other day that, yeah, Cameron Diaz was 21 in, when she at least uh, auditioned for Mask. I don't know how old she was when they filmed and it came out. Mm-hmm. 21.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think this is Penelope Cruz, who's an actress who I've always really liked, but... I have always thought her American films were not as her performances rather in American films, or at least like English. Uh, Sorry, we, we
0: are not, we're not big fans of Scott's, the counselor folks. We apologize. I,
1: I kind of <laughs> like that movie. I had it on my Would list of movies such...
0: that we should do. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the one when we off ourselves.
1: That'll be the one where
0: uh, in a car. it'll we'll be it'll be that'll be in a car, like we're we're driving a car. This is keep it Ferrari theme. We're driving a car too fast, mm-hmm. and then just at the very end, he's just fucking off a bridge or whatever. I reenact uh,
1: Cameron Diaz sticking the clutch up her pussy by sticking the it up my pee hole. <laughs> in the the
0: sky, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is she like? Why aren't you looking at it? Doesn't matter, keep it moving. But yeah, yeah. Th- uh Penelope Cruz is one wonder- wonderful performance in this movie. Hilariously, mm. hilariously cast. Yes. a Mexican woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they say, come here and be an eye tie. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, she brings the angst though. She just carries so much angst. And Driver, and we should also mention, Driver is wonderful throughout, carries it. He'll get a ton of, at least award nominations and he can de- deserve all of them. Do you think so? Uh. Oh, I, don't, I don't know if he'll be at the big, he'll get a lot of nominations throughout the award season. That's, I hope so. Yeah. Well, maybe this is me thinking, I also am the guy who said that, (laughs) who infamously called that Benicio Del Toro is going to get a lot of best supporting actor noms for Sicario.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is my favorite male performance of the year, supporting, leading, like, hands
0: down driver. More than Killian in uh, Oppie. More than
1: Killian and Oppie more than Leo Dio um, and
0: killers
1: more than Bender, yeah. like, you know, and this is a year where we've had a lot of our favorites, elder statesmen from within the mm-hmm. industry come back and make movies that feel like they fit canonically in their career as later kind of swan songs, you know, and Michael Mann's doing that here. And I feel like Adam driver could be like a new muse for Michael Mann in a lot of
0: ways. Well, Um, well, I mean, you know, he's trying for, you know, H word number two.
1: Yeah. And it's fucking, if you come out of this movie saying he won't be a good Neil Macaulay and H word number two, electric boogaloo, you're fucking crazy because that's the kind of energy he's bringing to this fucking thing. Like the, my favorite scene in this movie is after um there's some sort of disappointment at the race Well it's like man something.
0: said to him, "Can you do overacting but in a way that it's not funny, like like Pacino in heat mm-hmm. and driver mm-hmm. said, you know, start your races yeah the, <laughs> he uh he overacts in this movie, but in a wonderful way, oh, but that's just how
1: Italians talk, you know what I mean. <laughs>
0: Well, they have this, so, and I love in this movie that whenever Ferrari, whenever Enzo is being interviewed and they sh- so they'll so sh- they they'll cut to the TV showing him being interviewed and they make him 18 times more Italian, like on the, when mm-hmm. he's talking to the press, he's so like, the press yeah, yeah. Yeah. The,
1: um, the sequence when he's at the restaurant after whatever disappointment it is and he's giving the, uh, two objects cannot occupy the same point mm-hmm. at the same <laughs> yeah. space and time. And he's like, um, you might have a existential crisis. You might not know who you are. You might be thinking, what will friends think of me if I don't win the Lamar? And then you hit the <laughs> brakes. One man win, one man loses and he slams the fucking table. I was like, yeah, be in every Michael Mann movie until Michael Mann dies. Like that was fucking perfect. And I, the only performance in this movie I didn't like was uh, Shailene Woodley, the Mistress. I thought she was kind of horribly miscast, and her actress
0: terribly miscast. She is a wonderful actress. Uh, mm-hmm. She was definitely miscast.
1: Yeah, uh, and oh, go ahead. she had she had that fucking um, like why don't you let me in and he's like why do you keep taking like i build a wall inside my interior self (laughs) like he gives that speech and he's like i am a tough man who makes tough decisions and my life is very hard and i'm struggling to maintain the highest standard of masculinity you know that's secretly torturing me (laughs) you know what i mean but it's also my juice i'm like god give me all of this all the time like That's like ASMR for me, dude. Like those kinds of
0: speeches. and Well, and the movie is literally a very ASMR friendly. Yes. With the dialogue. Yeah. And then it jolts you, jars you out of your seat in the racing scenes.
1: Yeah. We were talking about the sound design before uh, we started recording and it does this insane thing where it goes from very quiet and very solemn to jarringly loud and features a very low rumbly bass during a lot of those kind of like um kind of like more internal contemplative moments like there's a part where he's in his son's mausoleum and you just see him staring and you just hear like like bass rumbling like it's um like a Hans Zimmer score. Um, yeah. And again, I think a lot of that is credit to like Michael Mann. The protagonist
0: Mann. is gonna come out of the uh one of the mausoleums because it's um trying to make a tenant reference there. What do they call it? Where they where they oh the, things the inversions.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's inverted. Yeah. Fucking Rob Pattinson like is like backwards kung fu fighting Adam Driver. Um <laughs> Fucking! um, did you know about this race like kind of before we wrap it up and start talking about uh, some of our favorite like car movies in general and we should say like this is a car movie but it's it's like if you're going to this for Ford v Ferrari if you're going to this for Gran Turismo or Need for Speed (laughs) you're not seeing the right movie at all this is a drama about a person's life well this is the
0: whole uh and it's a movie we'll mention later the lady who filed the lawsuit because drive had no action oh yeah oh yeah Do you i you not know about that but that's amazing oh yeah there was a label like went to court and everything or it was like a big it was a headline making thing because basically she thought she was signing up for a fast and furious installation and it was Drive. And That's she was amazing. like, what the fuck? You le- misled me with his marketing. Oh. And she tried to, I forgive she tried to start a class action or whatever, but she went to to court about it.
1: Yeah, that person won a lawsuit recently because, like, Anna de Armas didn't, like, star in something. Do you know about that? Like, Anna de, no. de Armas was, like, in a trailer or something uh, like but But
0: actually, you've just made me, I actually am going to start suing any movie that doesn't have more Anna de Armas in it. Yes, yes. <laughs> This movie could have used a little Penelope bit of anything Hotter Penelope Cruz. Like, what? Hotter Penelope Cruz? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know that could exist. Wait, Penelope Cruz with piercing blue eyes? I'm like, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cuban Penelope Cruz. Um,
1: <laughs> um, mousier Penelope Cruz. Oh, my God. That that sequence in that last Bond movie with Craig, with Ander the Armos, where... You know, he meets her at a bar. It's like she's in the movie for 10 minutes, but she is such I a. I can't fu-
0: believe they didn't. I can't
1: believe. Where's her action movie? I just it's like her giant action movie. This year, she's in that John Wick spin off, uh, Ballerina.
0: Oh, that did happen then. Okay. Yep. Thank yep. you. Okay. It's,
1: it's coming this year. She's getting her big action movie because, like, That sequence was like, oh, you're a fucking movie star. You know, like the first time you saw like Gal Gadot recently, like for the first time. And you're like, oh, look at this fucking movie star. You know what I mean? Um, They're like the female version of fucking John Wayne where they could like say anything. And you're like, yep, I believe that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, This is also not a fucking biopic, biopic, where, or biopic, I don't know, microbiopic. No, that's what I'm going to call it. Yeah, <laughs> biopic. it's a biopic. Um, Where it it's interested in telling, like, first he was born, and then this happened, and this happened, and this happened. It mm-hmm. focuses on this, like, three-week or three-month-long period of Enzo Ferrari's life, where all of these things are kind of culminating, and you get all of the exposition and everything through like secondhand knowledge that people are throwing out mm-hmm. and is more concerned with who Enzo Ferrari is as a person and less about what Enzo Ferrari did as a human being. You know what I mean? And
0: yeah, and how his flaw even though he is what they they call his company the jewel of Italy or mm-hmm. the pride of Italy. Yeah the crown jewel. Is, yeah he it can't out he can't outdrive his flaws and they haunt him and the failures and the, what would you call, I guess the tragedies in his life is is still internally outnumber his triumphs. And they always will regardless, regardless of what he does, they always will because that's how he's built.
1: Yeah. And he is resilient through all of these tragedies, which just seem to follow him around and, I was looking up some old Italian law when I was like, got home from this movie for the first time and saw the big scene, the fucking crash scene. Um, At the time when that happened in real life, the person who made the car was liable to go to jail, was liable to go to prison. Like they would get arrested for murder. If the authorities found it to be the fault of the manufacturer, Um, So there were many, many instances where people were dying in race cars, because in the 50s, the survival percentage of race car drivers was 50%. (laughs) You had literally a one out of two chance of not making it home from any race. Um, It's like, these cars were not made like now where you're used to like seatbelts, you know, we saw fucking like Ford versus Ferrari a couple years ago and you see like roll cages and shit. Like mm-hmm. these cars are essentially little hot dogs and your best hope is that you get thrown out of it. They don't have seatbelts. They want you to like fly out of the thing basically yeah. and like break your out neck. What do you think of the crash scene? Because I've heard some complaints.
0: You mean the one that wiped out all the kids? crash scene like
1: decapitated like 10 children
0: yeah not enough child death to be
1: honest (laughs) well the thing i've heard people bitching about is that was computer generated imagery and people are saying it's shoddy and i I agree with that it doesn't look
0: it doesn't look as clean as the rest of the movie uh and then it was also I honestly found it kind of funny. Like, you didn't need to show, like, this disemboweled bodies, these like, severed limbs and everything. <laughs> it was and so gruesome, Brandon. You could have just had it, like, it... The car flies into a crowd, and you could just cut there, and I'm like, okay, I can, like, get the rest. Like, I don't need to... Dude,
1: that really fucking worked for me. Um,
0: and they had and- a little scene with the kids, and... <laughs> before okay. and they're waiting for the race and then they run out
1: kind of uh kind of fun okay, but let's
0: get to this and let's get to it let's get to our uh
1: fun fact about that little kid okay and this is a little bit of uh michael mann being like a filmmaker who throws himself so fully into the worlds of these movies the barber shop where fucking Ferrari gets his fucking haircut. That's the same barbershop in the same chair. And the person who cut his hair in the movie is the fucking child of the guy who used to actually cut Enzo's Ferrari's hair. When Mm -hmm. Michael Mann was location scouting and looking at the scene of the crash, the family who lives in that house came out and asked them what they were doing. And he was telling them, "Yo, I'm Michael Mann. I work on this movie. And he's like, Oh, I was there that day. My brother got killed. And (laughs) the family of that crash are the descendants of the family whose child got killed. Like he cast the people who were there that day to like help with historical accuracy. Um, Just kind of further proof that Michael Mann inserts himself into all of his movies, basically. And all of these people who are just so fucking dedicated to their fucking shit um, are really just stand-ins for Michael Mann being so fucking dedicated to his shit. But, Ferrari is a very cool fucking car movie. And it's a genre that doesn't really make a ton of money, but has always existed and always had like a following. I'm not a fucking car guy. Except for one franchise. Except for one very specific franchise. Um, You're not a car guy either.
0: I don't want to say that on air to uh, out myself as not a man.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you don't have to be a man to if you got to... You can't you know, you're not a car guy. Like I've had fast cars. It's a problem why I can't drive a car because I've had fucking fast cars. You ever gone one twenty-seven in a fifty-five and gotten caught? They don't let you drive a car anymore. No.
0: Um <laughs> uh yeah, I've definitely driven what, let's say if the speed limit's like seventy, probably one thirty back when I was young and just retarded. Mm-hmm uh but i'm not somebody it's not like as i've gotten older well because i just had a bunch of people who i knew die in yeah. these ways It yeah. just at a young age just smartened me up like okay now i'm just not into this and cars are dangerous as fuck and they mm-hmm. are moving death machines yeah. so sorry to bring down the tone of the podcast here mm-hmm. well it's, so it's, I, I don't even the like, like the, the idea of oh like Ooh, I want to get a, I want to get an insanely fast car and get on a racetrack which is apparently safe and go around I'm like no I don't even I don't even want to do that
1: I don't even think that's safe I think that's one of the lessons I learned from the fucking movie Ferrari is that it's very not safe <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. um all right let's talk about our favorite car movies of all time you want to start with heavy hitters or you want to start like anywhere
0: Oh, we're gonna yeah go big, like go heavy. I mean, well for me, sorry, I'm gonna say so. It's such a movie geek thing to say. So I'm gonna say like one of the biggest, one of everybody's favorite car movies. (laughs) Oh, oh, what is it, Brandon? Is it Fast and Furious? I'm like, oh, uh, Driver, 1978. (laughs) Oh, but that's a great movie. (laughs) I know, but. Andy is not it's I know. Like, to you, me I know. and you, it's like the biggest, it's like the giant, it's a giant film.
1: Yeah. But
0: the average film watching person, it most mm-hmm. definitely is not. Uh Walter Hill's uh The Driver, it influenced a movie that's gonna come up later. greatly influenced it. It has actually influenced a lot of your favorite, quote unquote, cool movies. Mm-hmm. It is one of the coolest movies ever made. And they it basically takes like the Sergio Leone man without a name mm-hmm. and it takes that uh formula and transplants it on a modern day 70s movie. In I it was a LA, did it never say the city? I think, but it's LA, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. LA or Chicago, I forget. I haven't seen the driver. it's LA, a yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: and. Nobody has a name. Not a single character in the movie has a name.
1: It's if you and like everything Winter, is super practical. Like Edgar Wright, like you know, like Driver is such um, a. It's like foundational text for so much of what is considered yeah. cool right now. You know.
0: Yes. That's my first.
1: Should I start with the biggest one on my list? Yeah. Fuck it. Why not? Right. Um Yeah. Blow your load. I'll blow and my then load. tell
0: us you t- then tell us your movie.
1: Okay. Uh yeah. Um Bad Max Fury Road is the craziest car movie I've ever seen, even if the cars aren't necessarily based in a reality that we know. Um But have you they, seen
0: the behind the scenes without the CGI? It's the craziest thing. It's I've ever still seen. fucking insane. Insane yeah. in the desert. Yeah, George Miller. He returned to the Mad Max universe, and we were like, "Okay, well, this is a super delayed thing. Let's see how this is." And he somehow not only surpassed his previous installations, but he surpassed his previous models to so use car talk. But he surpassed action at the time. Mm-hmm. And
1: even to this day, I've never seen a movie that looks like Fury Road. You know, I've never seen chases filmed and choreographed like Fury Road, and I don't think I've ever seen practical stunt work pulled off to the degree and rapid succession that Fury Road pulls off that stunt work. It's shocking that it exists, and even more shocking that no one died making that movie. It's crazy. And you could put Road Warrior on this list, too, like... Yes. You know, just Mad Max in general. Those are fucking destruction movies. And if you want to go down a rabbit hole of shitty Australian knockoffs, there's a lot of those we can put on this list too, I'm sure, you know?
0: Now, my next is a homage to all those films. The second part of 2007's Grindhouse is Death Proof, Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof, which a Mm -hmm. lot of people consider his weakest film i don't share that opinion but i am somebody i will be honest when i first saw it i saw ground grindhouse in theater the whole Mm -hmm. what's the runtime for them both it was was like like three and a half hours because it's like like an hour and and a half theater theater with the intermission yeah everything yeah and i was someone who said at the time oh they shouldn't have put Death Proof second because it didn't have the energy of the first. So it, was, it like you you didn't, you should have built up to it. Whatever. Planet Terror. I still probably prefer Planet Terror. Okay. But Death Proof has a car movie and they do actual stunts and it's the movie that made Zoe Bell a star. Now, mm-hmm. Zoe Bell's best work, famously for Film Geeks, she was a stunt double for Uma Thurman and the Kill Bill movies. But she was the, you know, playing Zoe in Death Proof and her Mm -hmm. on the car when they're racing, when they're going, not racing. Sorry, when they're just driving fast and then they're playing, what, shipmates? I forget what they call the thing when they strap themselves. That that
1: shit is crazy.
0: I don't know. I still, to this day, I've seen seen that movie 25, 30 times. Each time I see it, I'm like, I don't know how they are pulling this off. That and the final sequence
1: with Kerr Russell is insane. Yeah. The her being chained to the front of the car while it's doing that, and
0: well, she's not chained to it. She's uh, strapped to it with belts. But yeah,
1: yeah, she's like strapped to it with belts. It's like so hardcore. Like that
0: is such hardcore stunt work done. So obviously, yeah. So Tarantino was just, and this movie is a lot of just, and it said and it mentions all these famous car movies from the seventies, late sixties. Mm -hmm. And it is just, again, an homage to those, but it's so Mm -hmm. well done. And now we are, that was 2007, that was 16 years ago, you know, 17 years ago. Now we're approaching, that movie is
1: old. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first, like, theatrical disappointment kind of too for tarantino and i remember the response just kind of being what it was and as someone like you or i like we know what grindhouse movies are like like we've mm-hmm. seen those trailers and we've sought out those bad vhs covers and posters and then turned them on and been like they're mostly like an hour of nothing and then 15 minutes of cool shit happening you know what i mean yes, like that's what they much all so. were very Yeah, much so. yeah yeah as opposed to planet terror which was like It was like a trailer for a Grindhouse movie happening for an hour and a half. You know, I, I think it's a fun experiment. You know, and and definitely, definitely. um, Well,
0: that's the thing is, it is actually an experiment, and it was in a wide release theater, which is crazy.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's like Weinstein and Miramax at like the height of their fucking pull. You know what
0: I mean? And that was that was started the decline too.
1: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, one of the movies that very clearly influenced, um, Death Proof, and I think might have started the modern car chase is, um, Bullet starring Steve McQueen. Oh, yeah. Um, never movie, cooler. Never cooler. Steve McQueen, like, the absolute fucking coolest. And, uh, well, it was what a was movie. That, San Francisco, yeah, San Francisco, another great car city because of the hills mm-hmm. and it's the, the hills, small, yeah. yeah, the small ro- roads and stuff. A really early Robert Duvall in there too. Um, I I love Bullet. It is you know predates Dirty Harry. Um, it predates another movie. When I was bring, bring eight up. years
0: old, my dad showed me Bullet, which I just couldn't vibe with because yep. I was eight mm-hmm. and I loved commando predator blood sport those mm-hmm. and it didn't have that energy so my dad's like they're really driving <laughs> He's trying to, they're really doing this and I just I'm eight I'm like I just can't I, appreciate it dad <laughs> he was right I, I
1: have the exact same story that I was about to say where when I was seven or eight years old my dad showed me bullet and he was like no this is the best Car chase you'll ever see, and I was like, "Yeah, have you seen Terminator Two, Dad?"
0: You know what I mean? Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which we're talking about like apples to oranges here, though. A hundred percent. These are people. These are guys who were strapped in a car, who were what the death proof with Kurt Russell's character was, or purported to be at least as a mm-hmm. stuntman. These mm-hmm. are what these guys actually were doing. And whereas you know, Terminator Two good. is Terminator Two is where they. Um, where CGI really became a giant thing. And like it, it
1: looks and feels so real. Like, even if it takes a while to get there, and Hollywood isn't in the new Hollywood era, I'm, full I'm swing so yet.
0: old now, and I love that when it feels so real, yeah. like the texture of it. I'm so old, and that's what I want to tell everybody, just like my dad. And mm-hmm. I'm the same age now that my dad was then when he was yelling at my stupid exactly. young face, not exactly. yelling, but you know, trying to get yeah. through my dumb young skull. Yeah, like you idiot. Now my You're kids, my kids would be for- like. My kids are gonna be like, yeah, they like, like it's if it's not TikTok length, like they have no interest.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. I've seen crazier shit on TikTok. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, what's your uh, next? My one?
0: next is well, we'll keep it old, and it pairs well with my previous one. Is Vanishing Point? What is the year Ooh. on this? Nineteen seventy-one. I always forget it's yeah. that old. It's. Just a, It's just a chase movie. This guy who's basically his, I don't know if you want to say life's coming to an end. Not literally, mm-hmm. but like he's he's just running. And then everybody starts, and then it becomes like a cross-country race. But the point is in this, not the point, but this movie is referenced uh, explicitly in Death Proof. Mm-hmm. And because that's the movie that, that, sorry, that's the car the style of car, the 71 Dodger Dodge. Mm-hmm. What does it call it? Charger. 71... Charger. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and driven by Kowalski, who is Kowalski is the main character in this. Mm-hmm. And it's, oh, and there's a scene I haven't written down. I was laughing at my letterbox. Cause there's a scene where he inter, he's in the desert and he interacts with this hippie couple. And the female in the couple is riding a motorcycle stark naked. And she's a gorgeous, beautiful woman. Yeah, And yeah. it's just crazy to see, like a, like a Harley chopper mm-hmm. riding it through the desert, stark, like, buck naked.
1: <laughs> and yeah. I wrote
0: down in my letterbox, um, in quotations, so there's a naked motorcycle riding bombshell, and Hippy. she meets this aimless driving bump. Mm -hmm. And I put me pitching this movie in 1970. (laughs)
1: There's also lots of uh, Benzedrine, which is a uh, old school upper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is a ton of fun. If uh, you can still get your hands on it. Yeah. you know, it's Adderall, pretty yeah, the, Adderall. The
0: beatnik generation, like the Kerouac and them, they used to be in, into Benzedrine. Yep. Bennies and Goofballs, baby. Bennies
1: and Goofballs. Yeah, that's a fun counterculture movie, too. You know what I mean? Like, yes, most Easy Rider, but not as mm-hmm. quote unquote classy as Easy Rider. It's fun, you know? Um, all right, I'll stay in the same fucking vein. French Connection. It's got one car chase, but that car chase is fucking stressful. Um, it's maybe the car chase, too. It's so crazy. It was filmed on location without permits by an absolute. Where? In New York City, in the Bronx. <laughs> by 1970s New York. <laughs> a raving mad Billy Freakin um, underneath the um, the above ground subway terminals. And it is very stressful to watch and very stressful to imagine being filmed on top of being an amazing crime movie that I like more than Dirty Harry. Like, I think Popeye Doyle is a cooler character than Harry Callahan. Um,
0: Yeah, I like Dirty Harry more, but I'm not opposed to the argument one bit. mm -hmm. They're both actually French Connection is far grittier, even though Dirty Harry is pretty gritty. Yeah, Dirty Harry's got this
1: weird, like not to get political. It's like it's almost like kind of hard right leaning. <laughs> like it's like kind of like when yeah, you yeah, I, at- I don't, yeah,
0: I know that's the that's the popular interpretation these days. I actually don't, I don't, I I don't view it that way. Yeah, but but I I, know I that feel like because uh, it's a French police con- officer taking a law into his hands, and then if you see like in the sequels, they kind of overcorrect, and he has you know a Chinese yeah. girlfriend and everything, yeah, 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 which yeah. is a big deal then. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause they were like, "Oh, this isn't. That's not actually the message we're going for. We're not going for like, do you saying you can say same same thing for Death Wish? Of course. Oh, it's and a well, it's a white I, man inflicting justice on the minorities who are ruining his good who is ruining his time, you know. Like
1: and, and like also like um the you know the the government can't do it for me. I got to do it myself. Like that kind of yeah. thing, you know. Um." As opposed to French Connection, which is like, oh, cops suck. Like, your main characters are bad guys. Like, Popeye Doyle kills a cop at the end and then, like, puts a gun on another. Spoilers, I guess, for the end of a 50-something-year-old movie. Puts a gun on his, like, best friend. Another cop is like, if you tell anyone, I will kill you right now. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And and I just dig how, how mean-spirited well, the French he's Connection
0: just like, is. It's not even so much that. He also is saying, I just need to get this, finish this case. Like, I'm yeah. just... I'm cooked. compelled to. I'm yeah. fucking cooked. Yeah. Uh, let's get it. Yeah. We're, we're running longer. We're driving too many laps here. I'll go really quick Reverse. on my fourth one, which is uh, Drive 2011 starring mm. Ryan Gosling brought Nicholas uh, Winding Refn into the American mainstream for like is, a minute, <laughs> but it did. Yeah, because he's not he's not a mainstream motherfucker no
1: no it's crazy he ever was kind of for a minute
0: and even like that soundtrack actually spoke louder than the cars Mm mm-hmm 2011's drive great car movie and he's he plays a stunt driver in it and it borrows heavily from it's actually reference on record as saying it's a combination of Driver, the oh sorry, the driver, which Mm -hmm. I mentioned, and thief, which we actually did hint at talking about man.
1: Yeah, it's it feels so much like what if Michael Mann and and Billy Freak and and Walter Hill made a movie in two thousand eleven for hipsters. It's so fucking cool. Drive is so neon soaked and Cynthia. it's so and vibey. It's so vibey. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go for a lame pick and I don't care. I'm going to pick Fast Five. I love the Fast and Furious franchise unapologetically. I think it's a franchise that's built on sincerity for the most part. That.
0: Well, you've always been about family.
1: I, I I have always been about family. I'm staring at my Dom Toretto cross right now. I'm not wearing it because it, it's the Italian episode. So I put on the gold chain, I put on my Cuban, mm-hmm. but um, I I think it's kind of hilarious that this gigantic franchise has been screaming about like inclusion and all that matters is that we're together and all of these things for so long. And everyone's like, fuck Disney trying to fucking shove all these things in my face. And then Fast and Furious is like, hey, we've been doing it. No one's bitching. And those movies are so massive because they have a Chinese lead and Vin Diesel and like a big Israeli lead and Ludacris and Tyrese and like their soundtracks go global. We just happened
0: to fall ass backwards into it because they worked – Um what's the phrase I'm looking for? Well, you're working, you have the solution, you're going back from that. Yeah. What I'm trying to say. Like reverse engineered. Say, yeah, reverse engineering it mm-hmm. that they were like, okay, what are what does a car community look like? Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, a lot of fucking Asians likes it. A lot of, uh, you know, Dominicans like it. A lot of mm-hmm. black folks like it. Mm-hmm. White dudes or whatever. They're like, okay, well, we're just going to grab people from all those communities and put them into this movie. And yeah. then- and then they go you know they, they when they did Tokyo Drift yep they're like oh because the Asians you know fucking love it which is true mm-hmm. they do and I've had a fr- I had a there. friend who was who was a Chinese dude meaning like an immigrant from China and he drove a, a souped up Honda Civic and mm-hmm. he lives on the west coast mm-hmm. and he used to and he was a lame dude but he was really into illegal street racing but he was a yeah. lame fucking guy.
1: There's a guy who. He was like a two beers a
0: week type of guy. You know what Uh I mean. Never smoked weed. Never did drugs. Uh If he did drink, it was two beers. Not even. Not even both on the same night. Uh And he was an illegal street racer.
1: Fast Five was the culmination. That's when the franchise took the shift and went from being about racing to being like super spies. But that was the first one that was like, we're going to take all the cast from all the four first movies and smush them together and see if this works. And it's like, it's like the ax body spray version of like oceans 11. Kind of, it's like a big high <laughs> school yeah. movie. Um, Definitely. It, but it, it's a fucking American masterpiece and fucking rocks the house.
0: Yeah. Presented by Maxim. Presented the, by Maxim. Exactly. Yeah. My last pick is another, I forgot. I didn't realize it was the same year as vanishing point. Two-lane blacktop, uh directed by Monty Hellman, but that doesn't matter, starring James Taylor, that James Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dennis Wilson of The Beach Boys, mm-hmm, and America's greatest actor, Warren Oates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, also, yeah. Lori Bird, who was either Simon or Garfunkel's girlfriend, uh, famously uh-huh. for years, and then, and then offed herself. It is pairs perfectly with Ferrari because it is a movie that is aimless. Not that Ferrari is aimless, but let me get there. It's an aimless movie about people driving cars and racing, but it's actually about they're broken and they're using the cars to run away from their broken selves, but you can't Mm -hmm. outrun yourself.
1: I, what I remember most about this movie is it ending. Like it
0: just like ending. It just, it just, there's nothing. Well, what happens is there's this big, big old race and they're building up towards that race. And then it kind of peters out and it's like, wait, we're not actually not having that race. And then they, the people involved in that race just go, you know what? Yeah. Fuck that race. Let's just, mm-hmm. but then they keep driving mm-hmm. and that's it. I mean, yeah. it's the worst selling point. And I don't rec I did recommend this movie to a friend who is into movies, but he's not a film geek. And he just came back to me like, I didn't understand the point of this movie. He was like, there was some cool stuff, but I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And then I started explaining it. But then when you have to explain it so much, it's like, oh, you know what? I apologize. I made a bad referral. It was mm-hmm. a bad recommendation because this isn't for you. But if you like any type of 70s movies with mm-hmm. grit, that even though I told you that the stars are famous people, but they're mm-hmm. not famous actors. No. Outside of Warren Oates, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Who rules?
1: It's a good hang, but, though.
0: It's a hang movie. Yeah. If you like uh, Dazed and Confused, Yep. Which is the obvious hang movie for our gener- not our ge- yeah for our generation. If you like Days and Confused, and you just go, why do you like it? Is it funny? Not particularly. Did you like the needle drops? You're like, eh, not even the needle drops are that great. It's just kind of cool to hang with those people. Well, yeah. then you're gonna really like hanging with the people in Tulane Blacktop. Imagine. Well, okay. How will they sell? It? Here's a selling point. Warren Oates drives a uh, GTO, mm-hmm. and his and Pretty they. Cool. They're racing each other, and they said, "Hey, let's take a stop with the guys he's racing against that they're in combat with." Mm-hmm. He goes, "You want a drink?" They go, "Sure." And he opens his trunk, and he has an entire bar in his trunk. Warno's <laughs> <More> <laughs> is the fucking man. Um, and then they goes, "You want uppers? You got this. He got benzos. You got whatever." Because mm-hmm. he's like, "They're like, oh, are you?" He's like, oh yeah, no, I've been up for you know three and a half days, and yeah, I I (laughs) definitely the only only liquid I consume is alcohol. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. That's how the and when I start getting sloppy,
0: I just offset it with some more pills. Mm -hmm.
1: And if I feel like crashing, I'll have a Quaalude or two and be good. Um, Yes, imagine you just made the largest and most influential film of all time, and Mm -hmm. the studio told you. You're going to make two direct sequels, and they come out to huge, huge press, gigantic anticipation, and everyone is very, very confused at what you just did. And then you think, what's the next logical step to get back in the good conscience of the public? And it's make an adaptation of Speed Racer. Um The Wachowskis... Did that in two thousand. Took a
0: long way to tell you, folks. He's talking about the people who made the Matrix, the Matrix. films.
1: Yes. Um, Speed Racer is batshit crazy. It's an astonishing follow-up to um, the Matrix trilogy, which I love. I love. And the... Roper
0: called it. Eber and Roper called it uh, seizure on celluloid. Well, uh, I'm saying. That's what it is. <laughs> that's that's what it is. Um, it, you, you know when Andy told the story, opening it up, how he took that LSD and he's playing board games and then he left to go see Black Hat? He should have seen Speed Racer. Or I, that's probably what he was seeing. <laughs> I, I had speed, seen Speed Racer
1: on acid a couple times, and it's a good time. Um, it's not I too much? A, uh, no, I'm, I'm a big boy. I can handle my own. Um, <laughs> I, uh... Because it's on acid on its own. It's fucking crazy. There is a main character who's a monkey. Christina Ricci's in it. Um, John Goodman it plays like a guy
0: named Pops. For the uh, Super Nintendo crowd, the Super Mario... wizard Donkey Kong like uh, Racer? Mario Kart? Yeah, Mario yeah, Kart. Yeah, Mario Kart. Like Rainbow it's Road. Rainbow Road, the movie.
1: Yeah, it, it's astonishing. And I... I have like a love hate relationship with Japanese animation. Like I I like good Japanese animation a lot and, and I have a lot of admiration for it, but there's just so much of it. It's really hard to consume and more largely than not when it's adapted in America, it sucks total fucking balls. And speed racer is a faithful, faithful adaptation of that. And if you want to like, I, I, remember being there opening night and it wasn't in 3d but when it's like a pov of like the racetrack like you're on fucking Mm -hmm. rainbow road and i turned and the whole audience was like looking down and looking up and like it, it felt like we were on a roller coaster together it was astonishing um yeah so if you want that need for speed uh speed racer will do that again just please if you're you know affected by uh flashing lights, do not watch that movie because it will kill you. Yeah, if you have light um,
0: sensitivity, do not
1: <laughs> go see Ferrari if you're making it to the end of this podcast. Go see Ferrari if you like Michael Mann. Michael Man is back. I
0: don't even, even care even, what your type is, you will like it on some level. I guarantee you will like it.
1: If you like I can this guarantee podcast. for anybody
0: you're gonna like this movie. In theater.
1: In theater. A hundred percent. Um I didn't even get into the delightful experience of uh, seeing this with a female and then mansplaining, Michael mansplaining the entire ride home, why uh, it was the greatest film I've seen of all time and striking out uh, majorly because of that and not caring. Um, (laughs) Lady, why are you asking me so many questions? (laughs) Why are you so interested in what I do? (laughs) I just like I'm just like in the passenger seat reading a book on metals. You know what yeah. I mean?
0: <laughs> Talking about cars. Like, the metals for cars specifically. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> what you reading? <laughs> okay. You're wrapping it up. I, I I'm sorry. Yeah, man. I was I'm gonna sorry, do man. a uh, yeah. I was
1: gonna do a honk honk noise right there, but I didn't have a honk <laughs>